Welcome back to the Audience Podcast. I'm your favorite co-host, Matt. Today, we're talking all about podcasting, of course. We're talking about the podcast interview blueprint, something that I've been working on with the team here at Castos, and we're excited to get this first iteration out to you through our Audience Podcast, of course. So if you're just listening to this, you're the first to know. Go to castos.com slash podcast greater. That's castos.com slash podcast greater. And this is a tool where we'll help deliver specific content for those of you that are in different phases of your podcasting journey, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for five years. We're putting together a collection of resources and material to help you at whatever phase you might find yourself in. Most specifically, for me anyway, is the podcast interview style. It's the most popular, I'd say. It's the one that I do the most, and this is a very common framework for those of you starting podcasts. You want to interview other people in your general market. You want to highlight well-known thought leaders in an industry, even though I don't really like the term thought leaders. It's the easiest way. You have these great conversations. It's helpful to the audience. It's helpful to you, right? Not only do you get to learn some things and ask some questions you're curious about, but it's a great way to build networking and rapport with colleagues in your industry. So, For those of you who have just started podcasting, you might know that it's not just about the interview. There's a lot of other stuff that goes around podcasting in for each individual episode. I look at it as five different phases, and the tools that we've built for you allow you to take this checklist, take this blueprint, and repeat it for every episode, free of charge. So you take the podcast grader, get a feel for where you're at with your podcast, and we'll deliver up these tools for you, these checklists and these blueprints so that you can use them for your show and simply copy and paste every episode that you move into. We're going to deliver it to you in three different ways. We're going to deliver a Google Docs spreadsheet. We're going to deliver it in a Notion template. So if you're familiar with using Notion for other organization elements of your business or your marketing efforts, you can use Notion. And we've also set it up in another popular app called ClickUp, which are repeatable to-do lists. You can automate these to-do lists. If you have neither of these, you've never touched either of these three apps, you can pick one, and probably Notion is a great way to just quickly create templates for your episodes. So that's what we're going to deliver. That's what you can get over at castos.com slash podcast grader. So let's talk about these five phases of a podcast interview. This is what makes up the Castos podcast interview blueprint or checklist, however you want to refer to it as. And again, you can use the tools and simply copy-paste or hit create new template if you're using Notion or ClickUp. Very easy to use. You can repeat these steps for every show. And here are the five phases that I've built into this blueprint. The pre-interview phase, the interview phase, the post-interview phase, promotional phase, and the long-term phase. Now, if you've been doing this for a while, you know that it's not just about the interview. There's a bunch of things that have to happen to make a successful podcast, and to grasp some of your sanity back (laughs) as you're so busy doing other things, and oh, you got to get this podcast out. How do I organize this? How do I stay grounded? The pre-interview phase is something that I avoided for many, many years. It's like stretching before you run. A lot of people just run out of the house, you start running. I know I'm guilty of that sometimes. How are you going to fit stretching in when you have barely enough time to go for a run? You also need to stretch. That's what I look at as pre-interview, but my God, it feels really good when you get a good pre-interview phase completed. And that's general housekeeping stuff, right? Making sure you have all of the assets from your guest, 
Before you even have the interview, please, can you send me all of your bio? Can you send me all the important links to you? Can you send me your headshot and your photos? You know, have your guest, if this is an interview show, send you, do a little bit of work and send us all these resources that you'll need to create your show notes, make a blog post, create any artwork that you might have that go along with your show. Really, it's about just getting organized in the pre-interview phase for a bulk of it. The second thing, which I avoided for some time because it does take time, but I can tell you that spending 10, 15 minutes in a pre-interview before you have a call with somebody is going to pay off in spades. I don't know how many times I just had somebody recommend somebody to be on my show, or I just reached out to somebody. I saw a great story about a person. I reached out to them and said, hey, you want to be on the show? I think I could tell a great story, or you could tell a great story about your thing. And then you spend like that first 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes or in, you know, one in a million, you just, you really can't find a groove with somebody on a podcast. If I had spent 10, 15 minutes pre-interviewing people, which I do now for people, I have no idea who they are. Let's get to know each other before we spend this hour or whatever, trying to find great value for my audience. And that's the last key thing in the pre-interview process Can you identify one or two massively valuable things for your audience before you hit record? Something that's guiding this conversation, something that's really going to have your audience walk away from the episode and share it, love it, reply to you about it, tell your guests they were great, and just really just find that, you know, that value and really finding that stuff out in the pre-interview process. Super important. The interview phase. This is something that I've always kept front and center, like bits and pieces of this over the years, as reminders. And I'll tell you what's the most important reminder of any interview episode, because it has happened to me countless times when I don't remember to check, and that's doing a microphone check. That's doing an audio video test, making sure that your guest isn't sending feedback into their microphone from you and vice versa. Everyone has headphones on, their mic is working, you've selected the right mic, the right camera. Like, spend a minute doing this, and You know, generally what people will do is if you're connecting up with them on Skype or Zoom, they'll immediately go into, hey, you know, I'm super excited. Okay. Hey, great. Let me just run through some technicals first before we dive into any of the juicy details of this conversation. And you just run through the mic check. You make sure your software is set up. You close everything out. You get all of the things that can pull your attention away from the guest and the conversation. You just get it all out of that, out of the way. Like these are things that are getting podcast ready. Everything, at least that I get into, I'm thinking this is, I don't want to say this is a performance, but this is like me getting in the game. Like I just have to clear my desk, make sure everything's working right, and I'm getting ready for the call. And I'm also making sure that whatever that value was that I received in the pre-interview, I have those key points. A lot of people might script out shows. A lot of guests might say, hey, do you have questions that you can send me ahead of time? And those that's perfectly fine. You can certainly send them questions, but it's more in the preview process is saying, hey, well, let's uncover some value. I don't want to just send you questions and have you answer them. I want to uncover value that you can really tell in a unique way. So I have those value ads in front of me for sure. But if they have anything that they really want to highlight, this is a great opportunity. Like podcasting is a great opportunity for you to create great content for an audience. It's also a great way to help other people. And through that help, and that sort of promotion, you know, you're, you're building a network, you're building trust, you're building rapport. So, hey, do you have a, a coupon code that you want to offer? Do you have a special landing page for my audience that, that you want to talk about today? You know, getting all that stuff prepared and ready, you know, for each episode is super valuable. 
And then you hit record. Don't forget to hit record. I've had that happen too. <laughs> you're just having these conversations and you're, you start missing, like you're, you're getting into some juicy details and you're like, oh, I should have recorded that. And then that conversation, that moment in time is very hard to get back because you're exploring that together in a time that you've never known about it. So make sure you hit record and have fun with the call. You know, be upbeat, be energetic if that's what your podcast lends to. Just have fun, right? Don't be thinking about the show notes and the value ads. You have them there. You know what? Sometimes in the conversations, you have to circle back to something of a landmark to say, okay, I can't forget about this value. Let's bring it back. And it's a great way for you to to transition. You can say, hey, you know, I spoke, when we spoke in our pre-interview process, we really said that you had some great value with your podcast blueprint. Where can folks go and get that? Well, they can get that at casos.com slash podcast grader. They can get a free grade and assessment of their podcasting efforts, and then we deliver the tools for them. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit more, right? And then you can kind of get into the deeper analytics of that conversation. When you're done, make sure that your podcast recorded correctly. Make sure if you're using something like a Squadcast, the Zencaster, that you download those files before you close the browser, before your guest goes away for the next couple of weeks. Get it all together. And then thank your guest for a great time, if it was a great time. Thank them to say, you know, this was great. Maybe you can recommend somebody else to be on the show. And this is another way of that, another step into building your network, into building other great material and content for your show. The post-interview phase. This is where the dirty work happens, right? You have your files. You are backing them up immediately. Maybe you're sending them to an editor. Or maybe you use something like a Castos Productions to edit your show. You're uploading that to Castos Productions or you have somebody that you work with. You're sending all of those files there. You're also sending those files to get transcribed if you do that. Or again, if you use Castos, you can do it right in the application. You're getting all that dirty work done. Editing the show, transcripts, getting it all ready to be uploaded to either your podcast host, to Castos, or to your website to create a blog post out of it. And then you want to take this time to plan and promote the episode when it's live. Oftentimes you're doing this stuff maybe a week, two weeks ahead of time. So what's going to go into promoting this episode, which we get into in the, in the next phases, but right now you're just saying, okay, it's going to be this quote that I pulled out from the interview. It's going to be this graphic. It's going to be these links. It's going to be the software, whatever it is. Like you're just getting those small bites of the plan together to say, this is how we're going to promote this when it goes live. And then what you want to do is maybe, just maybe, build up some anticipation. Say, hey, this was a great episode that I had with this guest. I can't wait for it to come out. I interviewed XYZ, and she's the CEO of ABC, <laughs> and we're going to have a great conversation. So you get a little post-interview hype going. There's nothing wrong with it. Promotion, content marketing, all of this stuff surrounds a successful podcast. It, it really props up to make a successful podcast. People are not just going to find the podcast without you giving some great effort into promotion. Maybe even ask your guests to leave a review on iTunes. There's nothing wrong with that, right? We love getting reviews. It helps show people that it's a great show when they come across it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. Why not? You had a great conversation. Hey, maybe do me a favor, <laughs> you know, leave me a little five-star review on iTunes. That really helps. Phase number four is the promotional phase. And speaking of reviews, this is where we, you know, this is where we start stretching our legs out to say, okay, podcast is done. Okay, now we got to promote it. We got to keep this thing moving. Again, it's great to have the subscribers listening to it, but how are we constantly getting new subscribers? Depending on what your material is, you know, if you're not in the celebrity A, B, or C line, uh, getting that spotlight is very difficult. Getting that virality that we all search for is very difficult to just let it happen. 
for 99% of us, we got to work for it. We got to promote it. You know, it's not just about the downloads, but it's about maybe creating a blog post with some keywords that are going to be much more attractive. Maybe A-B testing your podcast title to a blog post title, right? You're making one listener's avatar and another one fulfilling another listener's avatar, right? You can kind of play with connecting your podcast to, say, a blog post, creating the unique cover art. That's a big one for me. Like, I really like, I do a local podcast over at southcoast.fm. And I, for whatever reason, obviously I'm biased, but I really like my featured images that I had my designer create there. And these are nice pieces. You you know, it's a little bit of a piece of artwork, right? And you send it to your guests and you say, hey, use this on your Instagram, right? It looks good. You're featured in it. It's got my logo. And when you share it on Instagram, okay, you get a little exposure for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that kind of effort. In fact, you have to in this day and age to really give it a good effort. Prepare shareable quotes or audiograms. Again, if you're using Castos, we can help you with that headliner built right into the platform. But maybe you're using something like a Descript app and it does audiograms built right into it. That's fine too. Like just getting all of your promotional material in. I mean, you could, at the minimum, you could take one podcast episode and at the minimum promote it for a month, right? You've got week one, the episode out is out itself. Week number two, it's the audiograms, it's the tweetable quotes. Week number three, It's republishing the podcast or maybe doing a smaller excerpt from it, right? A lot of famous podcasters who also do YouTube, they have a clips channel, right? They do this two, three hour long podcast, but then they pull clips out of it and they repurpose that. Like you could really spend time pulling out many pieces of one conversation, one hour long conversation and breaking it up across a month. Phase number five, it's the long-term view of this podcast. You spent that time pre-interviewing, you had great rapport built with your guest, you had an amazing interview in the post-interview process, you got all the assets ready, you're ready to rock, and then you promoted it for a month. For a month, you promoted this single episode. Now's the time to take a look at the analytics. A lot of people get a little too just right on the downloads. Like, (laughs) I published an episode and you're just sitting there refreshing Castos, watching the download analytics going up. And while that's totally fine, I get excited about, you know, big name guests that I have, you know, on my podcast. But quite frankly, big name guests oftentimes have been shadowed by folks that you might not know with just better stories, or I've written better headlines. And I like to look at the success of an episode 30 days out, right? Maybe I've exhausted my promotional efforts, I've given the blog post that it's attached to a little time to be indexed and searched for in Google. So I look at it from 30 days out. There's the people that are downloading immediately, listening immediately, but then there's those that that trickle in, right? If you subscribe to a lot of podcasts like I do, some are going to be better than the others. That's just the nature of content and entertainment and education. And once maybe I exhaust some of the, the shows that I listen to every now and again, I go down into the podcast that, yeah, I still like, but maybe I didn't listen to it week one or week two. In week three, I found it because I've exhausted everything else. So I like to give the show at least 30 days to breathe and say, this was a successful show. This one really resonated with my audience. And I look at it in that long-term phase as, okay, yes or no. I'll talk about this topic again. I'll have this guest on. I'll have this type of guest on in the future. And in the long term, it's using this stuff. One of the hardest things to do for a podcast, and you let me know if, if you agree with this, is getting feedback. And people are always looking for that immediate feedback. I think that's why people automatically go to the downloads. They're just looking for this instant gratification. Why I look at it from the 30 days is because you want to evaluate how people reacted to this episode. 
and clearly, you can't do it all day one. You want to see what people tweeted about. You want to see if people retweeted it. You want to see if people left you a LinkedIn comment. If you post it in Facebook groups, what's the conversation like? Look at what the guest is sharing. You know, you if you did your job, you asked your guest to please promote this. This is a great opportunity for both of us. And you're looking at the comments rolling in on her blog post or on her Twitter, that kind of thing. Like you're looking at it collectively and summarizing, you know, what is that feedback like? And as you do this more often, you can really see like where it might not be exact, you know, keyword feedback that you're looking for, but you get the gut feel of it. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and this is true of my podcast as well. If you're not monetizing a podcast, you know, so many of us are, right? Like, well, of course we want to monetize a podcast. It'd be nice. We want to pay for the Castos hosting. We want to pay for the Castos productions or whatever else you're doing, your web hosts, all this fun stuff. But oftentimes it's not just about monetization the success that is. And it's oftentimes it's not what keeps you driving forward. I mean, it's great to make some money with it, but I was talking to somebody the other day that they interviewed somebody and because they interviewed somebody, that interviewee was able to land a job and they were let go because of this whole COVID thing. And if they didn't appear on that show, they wouldn't have got this new job. The person listening to the podcast would have never heard the story, would have never reached out to this person. This person would have never applied. Podcasts can really change things. It's a very intimate way of networking, without a doubt. And those are the stories that really drive me to keep going with the podcast that I do outside of audience. So having said that, I'd love your feedback. You can email me, matt at castos.com. Let me know what you think. Castos.com slash podcast grader. You can get this blueprint that I'm talking about. You can copy it, paste it, use it for your episodes. Again, if you start using something like Notion or ClickUp, these are exciting little applications to organize your content. You might find new life just in that (laughs) and just organizing your podcast makes it really easy. You just copy paste it for every guest that comes in. Boom. You have this checklist to go through or you share it with your team, your marketing team, slice and dice it. If you don't like certain segments of it, just take it out. But at least it gives you a framework on how to approach this stuff. Castles.com slash podcast greater. Hey, we look forward to the next audience episode. And until then, enjoy your podcast success. We'll see you in the next episode. 